Hello, welcome to Bevies of the Boys, episode 14, with your favourite Bevy boys, Kieran and Tom. And this is a very special Ooh. episode, because as Tom's celebration there has just indicated, we're in person this episode. I can see him. He can see He's me. across in all a my... one metre table from me. <laughs> all my sweaty glory. Um, yeah, so this will probably be absolutely uh, zero difference to the audience at all. But for us, this is very exciting because normally we record remotely. We record over various means, no promotions, no sponsors. But uh, here we are, bevies with the boys, the boys in person, the bevy boys. It's happened. I'm very sweaty. I said that a moment ago, <laughs> just you so are, everyone else knows. You are the Vaseline man. I'm that is what you've become. <laughs> it's the world's best superhero because nobody can catch him. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's so slippy. Um, so Tom. Yeah. Hello, how Hello. are you? How <laughs> Look at you sitting over there with your big old blue eyes. Rosy cheeks. Oh. You've let them know my eye colour now. Oh no, they're going to DDoS <laughs> the, you. The no, mystery is word. broken. Docs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're off to a wonderful start. It's going to be beautiful. Um, Tom. Yes. We are in a different scenario, but we must keep with tradition. The people Absolutely. need to know. And I liked how I said it last week, so I'm going to continue that. What are you wrapping your lips around today, boy? <laughs> It's I we've, to to break the glass ceiling. We've already done this before, and I forgot what the That's name not was. That's the and right <laughs> phrase at all. <laughs> Again, I forgot what the name was going in. Five hundred cuts. Mm. Uh, Brew dogs rum. Death it's by rather <laughs> rather than a spiced rum, which we normally guzzle down our throat pipes. Mm. Um, it's a botanical rum, which so, means that what you shove a load of flowers in. Yeah, the it's they get you get rum, and you get flowers. Right. And you just you smush, you smush them together until it becomes brown paste, and then you drink it. And then How I'm does gonna that brown, uh, brown, brown paste taste. I've had two virgin sips, so these these are no longer virgin sips. Uh, it's I'll, we I'll fucked. <laughs> <laughs> this is the start of our long overdue sex tape. Yeah, it's been long overdue. Mm. It's not really a follow up joke, is it? Just to not really. It's just anyway, he sips the happening. drink, ladies and I gents, have. and now it, he's going to tell you how it is. It's weird. Yeah. I don't think I hate it because you. I mean, it's, we are very spiced rum normally. It's you get a you get a lot of flavour. Yeah. And then the flavour just. It kind of parts like Moses in the Red Sea. You're doing then, like a goatsy spreading yeah. ass cheek hand motion right now, which I don't yeah. know how comfortable I'm I am just, with that. I'm just peeking through. Mm, uh, and then the, the sweetness just kind of appears. I would recommend it. It's not horrible. Yeah. I'll probably try a bit later, um, maybe. You keep your hands uh, no, off I of will. my I'll, sweet I'll, treats. You'll drink enough and you'll pass out like you always do and I'll slip in and drink. Hang on, that sounds <laughs> yeah. I'll drink let's, some rum. Let's wind back. Anyway. My, you. Me. You're a man who exists in I this room. I am a man. Here I am. I am uh, drinking an exclusive... Didn't, that's not true at all. I don't know why I said that. It's a rum, shockingly. But it's a rum neither of us have drank, I don't think, called Bayou which says it's the pride of Louisiana, <laughs> which is definitely not the right accent. Um, it's a spiced rum. It has, uh, I think I read on the old, the Amazon page, if you will. Will you? I, I don't know what kind of <laughs> affirmation you wanted. Um, it said on the Amazon page, it's got like uh, aftertaste of like banana. Mm. And to be honest... They weren't lying. It's quite tasty. It's got, uh, banana notes. We'll be sticking far away from that rum. Really? You don't like, oh, you hate bananas. I fucking don't you? hate bananas. What They're about the worst if it's things rum in the world. With banana aftertaste. <laughs> it ruins rum. 
It doesn't. You, you get out of here. Get out of town. No. Get out of your own damn house <laughs> that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> you comfy motherfucker. Um, where do we normally go from here? What are we talking about? We, I we have topics. Zang. I also have topics? topics. Oh well. I've got topics. Well, the first I'll thing we can do, noon. just to just to keep this level of derailment and hype going, one All thing right, we've never always. been able to do because we've been separated by a computer screen we you have. know it because you can see it in front I can of you see it in front of we yeah. pre-poured shots to do extra we beviness did. with the bevy boys we did as a celebratory yeah. thing we'll clink them but no one will hear this you'll have to add in like a, <laughs> i'm just gonna love do a, sound effects a really <laughs> stock sound effect i'm really clink. concerned about this because there's a lot of electricals on this table so there oh, we go. it's fine a clink and, and then, then you, you do a little happy on the table you have a mm. Mm. Uh, oh, so tasty. Uh, good. That was, what was it? Uh, Baby Guinness. Baby Guinness. That is uh, Tia Maria. Then you float Bailey's on top. You float it. You float you it. You bands. Yeah. They just paddle around like a five That's the old. baby. You bring the Guinness. I'll bring the baby. <laughs> That's how me and my girlfriend got together. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask where I got a baby from. She was very accepting. No. And I thought, this is the one. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for your anniversary story where you have to one up that. And suddenly you're, like, <laughs> you're bringing like a grown adult in a diaper. Not a diaper, a nappy. I'm not American. You're not American. Don't try no. and deceive me. You've done that before. <laughs> you put on an accent and suddenly I think I'm in the bayou <laughs> drinking the pride of Louisiana. It is the pride of Louisiana. I didn't even tell you how it tastes. You didn't even ask. Very rude of you to no. me, your guest I, I on this episode. You. <laughs> Let me have a sip. You right, just you... Uh, sing for a moment. I won't do that. These are not vocal tones that you want. Being I see you went for a more spoken word way. poetry yeah. sort of style. Um, that was my new rap album coming out in 20... What's it called? Bayou. <laughs> He's very good at improv. Lines, I know. <laughs> this this level of wit you mm. can only get on Beverage of the Boys. Um, well, that was very tasty. Yeah. Thank you for asking. I May did just have a sip. I. Oh, uh, here we go. Speaking of classic Louisiana <laughs> and America, I'm going to lasso oh, this shit. conversation. Are you talking about something I think you may be talking about? I don't think I'm talking about something you think I'm talking about. Well, break the tension and tell me what yeah. you're talking about uh i recently watched a movie oh god here we go this is this is how all the good stories start that i f i'm pretty sure you like a lot oh and it's the first movie i've come away from thinking i'm a big old fucking dum dum because i didn't enjoy it at all okay and normally every movie by this said creator is an extraordinary masterpiece oh i want to try and guess it but i don't know if i'll be able to you I'm go for it is There's it only a couple Once of directors. Time in Hollywood. It is. <laughs> oh my goodness! There we go. Boom! I hate that movie. You hate it, really? <laughs> it was a movie for me, and again, I don't know if I'm smart enough or not, but it was kind of. And me and my girlfriend spoke about it a lot afterwards. It didn't really go anywhere. It was just basically watching Leo and Brad Pitt just kind of live their lives, and then suddenly it was just like Sharon Tate murders done. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I think I, I get where you're coming from because I, I spoke, weirdly enough, I was speaking to my brother yesterday and I spoke about this film and recommended it to him and he was interested in watching it. But I said, like, because he really likes, you know, like, um, Inglorious Bastards and like yeah. Pulp Fiction and a lot of um, Tarantino's big action heavy stuff. Yeah. Django is one of the greatest movies yeah, ever made. Yeah, Django's great. But um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is... It is just more like a slice of life, slow burn. Like, it's weird because it is just uh, clearly Tarantino's always just wanted to make like a film capturing, I guess, the essence of classic cinema. But yeah. along with that, you get incredibly slow pacing. You get like, you know, it is entirely really just dialogue driven. Um, so, why did you yeah. hate it? Is it just because well, nothing really happened? Well, again, uh, going back to the previous statement of I'm a big dum dum. Right. Okay. Um, 
I, I always feel like there needs well, in in most of the movies I watch, there's a there's either an overarching plot or like in Harry Potter, Harry Potter needs to kill Voldemort. <laughs> in Lord of the Rings, they they got a ring, they need to put it in a mountain. Yeah. There's a very clear thing. You love um, films where the title tells you what's going to happen. Yeah, don't you? exactly. <laughs> uh, but with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for me it was we're starting from the beginning. I was like, oh, this is a this is a story about a beaten down actor who's coming up. And then, but his redemption arc in the movie is kind of like a five-minute thing, like what the, the, with the flamethrower at the end. No, with Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, like he goes, he does like some really bad takes, and he goes to his trailer and is like, "I'm a oh, piece of yeah. shit. Yeah, Fuck yeah. you, you, the worst man in the world." And then he goes back, and then he's just like, "Well, I'm gonna be a real actor now." <laughs> yeah. And then he just does what is an amazing take, and the directors come over to him and go, "You're a, a godly man." Yeah. Um, and then that's it. That's like his whole redemption arc. And then he goes and does other films in Rome. It's mm. just so that part didn't pan out. So I was like, oh, it's about it's about Brad Pitt getting into this weird cult indoctrination with the Manson murders, and it's all going to tie together and culminate. And then like maybe he'll like something bad will happen to him in the first interaction, and then he'll he'll finally get his comeuppance when they try and get him in the end. He's just a badass. All the way through. He beats them up in the thing and then they try and break into the house and he just beats them up when he's really fucking high and probably can't see anything. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, a, it's a fun movie in the bits that are fun and it's really watchable and it's very well acted and it's very, very well shot. But for me, there wasn't any semblance of like a story. That's fair. I don't think I could necessarily disagree with you, but I think... The reasons you've, you know, the kind of things you've acknowledged there is partly why I really loved it. And that probably is, you know, highlighting me as a pretentious movie dickhead. But um, I think seeing it in the cinema, first of all, is the perfect way to. And I know, you know, you've got your own opinions on that. Whatever. But um, I watched it twice in the cinema. And I think the second time was best because we went to go see it. Um, me and my girlfriend oh. are token people we always bring up. <laughs> who they're actually got real just, names. They're, they're hired actors. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we went to go see it at, um, at Curzon in Colchester, which is like quite an independent little cinema chain. That a lot of the like um, aesthetic of the place and a lot of the furniture and even in the screens is all very sort of 70s vibe yeah. and it just really worked and it just I I there's definitely if you compare um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to something like you know Pulp Fiction or whatever the plot is incredibly limited it is just kind of a day in the life of these guys and then the whole Sharon Tate thing is just like a tiny little aspect that runs through the film Yeah. Um, but it kind of just really worked for me I think I just loved just slipping into that world and i know that that's like not for everyone obviously you know you didn't enjoy it yeah. but um i think for me it just really worked i just really loved um tarantino clearly it was like obviously all of his films he gets behind but it really felt just like a complete passion project yeah. right down to i mean some it can go overboard like the whole um leo dicaprio he's in like a show what is it called like bounty law or something, the, yeah. the black and white cowboy yeah. thing. And I think there was a rumor slash story after the film come out that he was apparently considering doing like an actual TV show of that. And I'm like, I don't think I no. could watch that. Like that is too Tarantino for yeah, me. That would be um, just 
horrible. Yeah, but uh, I think in terms of a film, I really liked it. But at the same time, I can fully understand why someone wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I get I just, why it's not your kind of were, thing. No, I, I did like it. I liked the world he built. But for me, there were too many sort of things that I couldn't overlook. Like Margot Robbie. I, I don't know why she was in the film. Yeah, that was quite a big complaint when it came out because she hasn't really got any dialogue almost, no, has she? She has no. She has barely any interaction with the other characters apart from at the very, very end over an intercom. Mm. Um, I think so I was just like, it was. It felt like at the start of the film, I was like, oh, all that, there's, there's all these fucking yeah. pieces and they're so, all being put together. It sows a lot of seeds that don't really and go then, anywhere. Yeah, it's just bumbles along. But maybe that's also the idea of just like, not everything is going to have this massive narrative payoff. Yeah. It's just, this is, welcome welcome to the family, son. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Louisiana. Yeah. Um, I could be totally wrong, but I think, and I don't know whether this is my own thoughts or I read it near the time when the film came out. And that's always the risk of like, having a movie conversation is I almost plagiarize everything I say. Yeah. But um, I think the Sharon Tate thing and her not talking much was kind of due to the fact that um, Tarantino didn't want to, I guess, like put words in this real actual person's mouth. Yeah. But then you do run the risk of, you know, you watch the film and it's almost like, well, as you say, like, is she just a prop almost like she's just yeah. there because in the 70s, I think it's the 70s, there was the whole Manson killings and like that's a big part yeah. of that era. It kind of just felt like they could go with Margot Robbie. Yeah. And in the scenes that she's in, she's fantastic in them, but it's just there was no real point to... Like her biggest, longest scene in there is her watching a movie she was in. Yeah. And yeah, it was nice to see sort of that heartwarming. That's probably what a real actress of that caliber would react like seeing people laugh at all the bits that she thought were funny and it's like yeah it's that nice fulfilling pat on the back thing but that had no bearing to the rest of the film no i yeah i think yeah it's tricky because like for me i loved that because it just adds to the whole this is happening in california in the 70s or whatever yeah. it is I've, it might be the 60s and i sound like a complete fucking moron but i suppose if none of that works for you from the beginning every subsequent scene is just going to feel irritating yeah, and like, what's the point in this? Tax on. Um, let's talk about a movie that I think you like that I went to see this week because as well, I don't know if we mentioned it on an actual episode or one of the several that we've scrapped by this <laughs> point, <laughs> but um, Cineworld and a few other cinemas are showing like classic movies because there's no they new films do. out ever no. uh, because the world is a hellhole. But I so went to you. go see, I did say that, you're looking at me. You know I said that. Anyway, before you rudely interrupted me, this is not a podcast, Tom. This is a monologue. <laughs> I'm going to get in. I want the spotlight on you. I want a dramatic reading. Um, you hold a skull. Have, no, not have you seen. You have seen. Are you a fan of The Dark Knight? The Christopher Nolan, but Butman movie. Butman. Uh, yeah. Yeah. From what I can remember, I, I've been wanting to watch it recently because mm. I remember it being pretty fucking good i remember when i first watched it it took a while to get used to kind of christian bale batman yeah compared to like comic book batman who's you love that george clooney bat nipple I do, fetishization if, if there is no nipples on a suit i'm not buying it that's <laughs> i need practicality above everything i've else. seen you sew nipples onto your suits and i'm always wondering yeah. where you get those nipples and you just turn to me and go I've got a nipple guy. I do have a nipple guy. <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. He lives down the street. I just let it happen. He's a lactation expert. Um, anyway, 
Batman. Batman. <laughs> uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, it's a good film. Uh, Heath Ledger, as everyone says, just like Heath Ledger's the, the greatest He's joker. He's the joker, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he is. I, I, I like his portrayal better than Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Joaquin. <laughs> oh, my. Um, Joe Quain. I like, yeah, so The Dark Knight. I went to go see it at IMAX. I saw it um, a few days ago. And... When I was younger, it was the most important thing to me in the world. <laughs> like, I know, I loved it so much. And I didn't realize it came out in 2008, which was 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, fun little <laughs> bit you, of you year trivia a, you for you. You would have been a little bubba. I was like 11, yeah. I think, when it came out. I can imagine you with your little um, Dark Knight lunchbox, yeah. <laughs> wearing your Dark Knight hat. Beating up other kids and being yeah. like, where are you going? <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I really loved it. Um, and so it was quite weird watching it again, not only again, but in cinema. Because when I was younger, I, I got it on Blu-ray and I watched it. I've probably seen The Dark Knight more than any other film ever. But I haven't seen it in about, let's say, like four years, I think. Hmm. Um and so I watched it again, and I this isn't me building up to say, oh, it's a complete piece of shit now. Like it's still obviously an incredible film, and it revolutionised superhero films. But I think it's kind of lost the immediate impact it originally had, and that's probably because now we've got things like you know the police are coming for you, Tom. They are. I don't know if anyone else can hear that. But, um, they, they heard me getting too many nipples. <laughs> like, we got to stop him. Um, yeah, no, it's. I think we spoke about before. You've got stuff now like you know the boys. And Watchmen, and even to a certain extent, DC's newer um, superhero films. You've got like Man of Steel and that, yeah. which are much more gritty, dark superhero films. And a big part of the Dark Knight's original impact was the fact it was this revolutionary new take on Batman. When the last thing you got was like the Joel Schumacher, fucking Jim Carrey, and spandex is the Riddler kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I think it's still an incredible film, but I think it has kind of lost a little bit of its edge that it originally had, which I never thought I'd say because it was my favorite thing in the world forever. Yeah. Um, so now you're saying you hate it and you never want to I'm saying watch I it hate it and I yeah. think that uh, Jared Leto is the best Joker. <laughs> he is the best Joker. He's definitely a Joker. He is, <laughs> he is chaos in a bottle. I like, yeah. So it's a great film. I also saw Goodfellas this week, which I know you haven't seen. So I I'm not going to bang on about you're that again. You're just boasting um, to me now. I have. I've been out and about. Catching Corona left, right, yeah. and center. Um, other things well, which I have to I, talk about. Oh, here we I'm go. Gonna, He's we're, dominating the conversation. We're bouncing off. I say a topic, you say a topic. Well, I'll go that's not what topic. we agreed, you Payne. Were talking <laughs> about the cinema experience. I was talking about the cinema experience. So I'm going to pose a question to you. Hit me with your cinema Recent question. news coming out of the cinema world. Uh, bloody Mulan. Disney are releasing that both on a Disney Plus and uh, cinemas at the same time. From Are what they I still doing it in cinemas? Gather, yeah, they're still doing it in oh, cinemas. Oh, okay, because I saw the Disney Plus thing, but I didn't know if it was still in cinemas. Yeah, I don't know if they're only doing it in cinemas in countries where there isn't Disney Plus yet. Or yeah, if they're just a doing it. stupid culture where they think masks are the devil. <laughs> We're not getting but, political. <laughs> but no, I think they're releasing it in cinemas everywhere, as far as I know. And on Disney Plus, it right. will be released for like twenty pounds. I think in yeah, the number I saw something. in America was like thirty dollars. So I'm assuming yeah. it's twenty odd quid. So but I don't know. I, I want to, because you're, you're the cinema boy. I love I'm, going to the movies. I'm very much. I've a, been like three times in the last I week. like being and watching a movie in my own environment because I don't have Mr. Here we go, folks. He's lining up something big here. Jameson down the road. Jameson? Jameson. Oh, okay. 
I've got no, whiskey go on, on the brain. No, go finish the joke, Tom. I dare you. It's not a joke. It's just like I, I don't want some Tom, Dick and Harry fucking <laughs> going on their phones. Who's Jameson? Tom, Dick and Harry's older brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's Tom, Dick, Harry and Jameson. Right. I've, yeah, I missed that. Yeah. It's a whole family unit. School. They all go together and right. they all text each other at the same time. Yeah. Anyway, and what's the question? There was, I, there was something going on here. Yeah. The, the tangent, the original tangent was, what do you think movies are going to be like because i think the release to homes and cinema at the same time yeah. i think that's great i You've think been that, waiting for that for years yeah 100 <laughs> i i've never seen the point in jazz like there's this new amazing movie by the way if you want to watch it comfortably at home you have to wait like six months mm. i'm just like give the consumer a choice yeah. they can go and watch it in an environment that's built to watch it and have the cinema experience, if you will, but also if they don't mind just watching it on their old little CRTV with the little wavy lines, <laughs> they can do that as well. You've got loads of that. You've got an entire wall made of those. Yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. People walk into my flat and go, he's a serial killer. <laughs> they say he's the nipple man with the CRT TVs. <laughs> I um, feel like I've been typecast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, for me, it probably wouldn't change much because if it's a film I'm interested in, even if I can watch it at home, because like this week, as I said, I watched The Dark Knight and Goodfellas. Yeah. I own both of those on DVD, but I went to the cinema to see them because for me, I that entire experience is more than just seeing a movie at the cinema. It's like, especially, let's say Goodfellas. I've seen that a lot of times, but it's the fact that um, Goodfellas specifically, every single scene of that film pretty much has a unique song accompanying that scene. Yeah. And like, it's such a theatrical experience that I thought I would knew the film, but watching it at the movies um, was almost like an entirely new experience. Um, but I, I, I'm not going to be a dick and be like, that's how only, that's the only way you should watch films. Because for people like you who would rather sit at home, um, fucking watching it on your CRT TV while yeah. rubbing your stolen nipples. Um, I think that people should have that option. It's just going to be really interesting to see whether that pays out for this Mulan yeah. thing. Because as far as I'm aware, like, um, we're both a fan of what's his name? Mr. Sunday movies on YouTube. Yeah, he's um, a funny man. He is a very funny man. And I saw a, a survey he did on Twitter earlier. Um, and I, it was something like, you know, it was about Mulan and it was, are you going to um, pay to see this like at home? And the, I think it was something like 70% of respondents were like, definitely not like, I'm not going to pay that much money to watch yeah. this at home. I think if, if it was a, bigger film like say Endgame yeah but how big can you still... get like this is a Disney remake yeah but it, that's the thing it's a remake like I didn't yeah, see Aladdin made a I didn't see people clamouring to go watch The Lion King that made reboot. a lot of money it, prob it definitely did but it's like it didn't have that the same House of Mouse like if it was like Endgame Endgame was like a phenomenon yeah but then you wouldn't want to watch that at home for the first time would you like watch we watched that I together in the cinema and that was I loved the fact that everyone yeah. was together and it was Maybe like, that was a bad especially example, a Marvel film. I loved going to the cinema Yeah, for that, that was great. Yeah. Like, I think we went to the midnight screening as well. Yeah. So you really are talking out those buns today. <laughs> I, I didn't go to the midnight screening. Well, <laughs> you went without me because I had a dissertation due. Oh yeah. Now yeah. that's kind of like and a you problem. Just, <laughs> you've, you've rubbed salt in that wound that I've I'm buried for a year <laughs> now. Um, yeah, I'm no, I, I, gritted teeth. I'm happy I, the benevolent Kieran, I'm happy for studios to release films on home viewing um, as long as they still are at the cinema. Like, I think as much as certain films, I probably like small indie films, yeah. I'd probably be happy to watch at home. But um, 
for for big like blockbuster releases i mean even mulan like i'm not a massive disney person but i was kind of looking forward to watching that at the cinema is that just because it's something new to watch because again no i was looking forward to it before lockdown because that was originally like they put these trailers out i don't know back at the start of the year i mean it's it's got one of the best disney songs of all time which is make Make a man Man out of you you. yeah i don't really know the original very well but um i feel like the disney fantastic disney live action reboots you know obviously say what you want about whether they're like necessary but the batting rate of whether they're watchable is pretty good. Like Aladdin, yeah. I liked quite a lot. I haven't seen it. Have honest. you seen any of them? I've seen The Lion You've seen King. The Jungle Book? Uh, it's got were... Christopher Walken as the big monkey. Yeah, no, I think... Yeah, no, I saw that one. Um, yeah. There were just so many Jungle Books that randomly came out at the same time. Yeah, there was one called like Mowgli on Netflix, yeah. wasn't there? Which was, uh, I think Andy Serkis either directed or produced it or something. Mm. But no, I just because uh, like Dumbo came out as well which I haven't seen I haven't seen that no um, I, I don't few. think it's a bad idea because I've realised those live action Disney movies they're not for me no they're for younger children who like they want to experience Disney films yeah. for the first time in cinema like we did it's the same way that everyone you know say what you want everyone shits on the um, the new Star Wars trilogy but yeah, for the generation be, below us, like yeah. that is their Star Wars trilogy. Well, everybody shat on the prequels. That's like the running joke. I fucking love them because those are the movies that I grew up with. Yeah, I'm not really that. You know, I don't care one way or the other. Yeah, you're just. I was a very nihilistic child. Star Wars. Um, um, but yeah, oh. it's, <laughs> I think the uh, the follow up question I would posit to you then. Posit it away. Um, this is me using the T Pain vocabulary book that I often have just mm. hung up on a wall. Uh, how many words can I use wrong in one podcast? Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> um, do you think the reason you're going and seeing all these films in the cinema, though, is because you have a Cineworld card? Yes, like, 100%. Yeah, like yeah. If you had to pay 20 quid to go and see The Dark Knight in IMAX last week, would you have done that? No. Um, yeah, that is, that's definitely a, a big part of it. And for people who don't know a Cineworld card, I mean, most people probably know by this point, but you pay something like, I think it's about, uh, they might have reduced it recently in light of the whole covid thing i think it's like 16 ish pounds a month and then you go as many times as you want Mm. um yeah no i probably wouldn't like uh it's tricky to say because it is a purely hypothetical thing yeah but in terms of um seeing old films again probably not i'd probably still see as many new movies if you know i didn't (laughs) bankrupt myself yeah um but i think definitely an unlimited card you know makes me um more eager to see a bit of everything. Like last week, we spoke loads about Unhinged, the Unhinged, the um, the With, Russell, uh, the Russell Muscle Crow, um, and I. That was it was a fun movie, but I probably wouldn't have gone to see it. Like that was a perfect Netflix Amazon kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but it was more just you know it was it like was the, the first, first thing out yeah, after it was exciting to go months. out to the movies. Yeah. Um, but I mean you used to like when we were at uni you had an unlimited yeah. card so you kind of have got both sides when i coin. got the unlimited card i saw more mo- i would go like every week every two at least you, every week there's yeah. that mentality of wow god i've i'm gonna make it worth it come on mm. we gotta we gotta run the the cinema out of business um <laughs> we, we played into their hands <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no i just i'm to go back to the original point just to draw a little circle in this conversation and pass the mic over to you for the, whatever <laughs> the, the fuck the time. next topic is. Is when we're both talking at the same time, I have to flurry it really <laughs> fast between us. Um, I uh, I think the main reason I'm excited for there to be both home releases and cinema releases at the same time is because that 
will throw more competition into cinemas because like Odeon yeah. and Cineworld, they haven't got much competition. They're they're the big boys. But if they have to now try and convince people to come out to them, they need to make the cinema experience more special. Yeah. They, I, don't I, know, I don't know how. How do they do but, that? I mean, like, obviously at the minute, Cineworld, you've got like 4DX where the, sh- yeah. the chair like shakes and you get spat in the face yeah. when there's but like... like um, there's a cinema locally here in little Berris and Edmonds where I live. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Come fucking rob my house. I've given you enough information about it. Yeah, <laughs> you've given a whole floor plan. Yeah. I mean, through audio. Uh, there was a cinema, I don't know if it's open or not or what's been going on it, but it's called Abbeygate and that you could like just sit down. You could order like a bottle of wine, really comfy chairs. Yeah, drastic. Oh you my didn't, goodness. It They're wasn't changing like the game. The Ryanair budget flight. You have to stand and <laughs> hold it under something. Um, but yeah, no, you could, there was like nice like leather armchairs you could just sink into. Yeah. You could have whatever you wanted to drink. It was more table service things. I know there's the Alamo in Texas where you can have a full fucking meal while watching yeah. a film. Those, I think, would alleviate the cinema experience more. I think that would make me more willing because then it's not just, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go watch a film, you know. I'll watch a film in a very nice way mm. with nice lighting, nice movie big picture I, i'm a man who likes a big screen <laughs> nice movie big picture <laughs> that's my main experience. review for every movie <laughs> right. um but if that still feels like oh, i'm just gonna go watch a movie whereas yeah. if it's like a whole part of a night it's more of an experience no i yeah i get that um i think we view it very differently because i do still go to the cinema as often as i can yeah. whereas for you it has become quite a novelty but um I think the moral of the story is watch things how you want to watch them and just yeah. let other people enjoy their lives. You do you, boo. Um, I'm going to talk about something totally different. So what, what am I going to talk about? I've got a few different points. I've got a few mini topics and then I've got one big old You're gonna cool boy topic. Okay, go with so first mini topic. I've got three mini topics. Okay. You ready for them? Number one. Okay, number one, little Persona 5 update. We spoke about it before. I'm still playing a lot. I still love it a lot. I've only played, let's say like 11 hours, I think. Yeah. Um, it's very fun. It's still very fun. I think it's opened up slightly more since I last spoke about it. So I've done the first palace thing. Uh, there's not too much more to say about it. I just wanted you to know that I'm You're enjoying still it. Playing it and still it's still it. fun. I would recommend it if you have 100 hours to kill. Um, <laughs> point number two. Oh, I have finally, after kicking and screaming, begun watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> Even though you said, do not watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I also, funny story, know exactly what episode I know you're you up to in Game of Thrones. <laughs> because because <laughs> you use my now TV. Well, we were watching it on DVD and it's awful quality. Yeah. And I was like, hang on, it's on now TV. And it's funny you say that because then I loaded up the episode we were on and I was like, oh no, Tom's going to know what I'm up to. And this was meant to be a surprise. <laughs> but um, I just, I've I watched episode four, every as time you know. I just, I open it, I was like, oh, what movie am I going to watch today? And then my recently watched is like 17 or 18 <laughs> things I don't know. I'm like, oh. I just steal your now TV. Yeah, um, yeah no, uh, it's... What are you, how are you finding it? I tell you what, I'm bloody loving it at the minute. But yeah. the difficult thing is that I, not only do I know almost every major spoiler, just because... I, I'm, you know, use the internet. You're a man of the world. I'm a man of culture. <laughs> I use Reddit. Um, <laughs> but I also know how it ends. And I also know your opinion and lots of opinions on that everyone basically hates the ending and the last few episodes and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, it's true. Like, uh, I wanted to watch it 
despite that. And it's uh, it's yeah. like some of the stuff we've spoken about before where you know it's shortcomings, but I'm just trying to enjoy it in the moment at the minute. I will tell you this. Yes. I don't think you will hate the ending nearly as much as everybody else, especially me, did. Why? And the reason for that is because you're watching it all now. Like the people who I've seen who've recently yeah. watched it all, they really enjoyed it. They were like, ah, oh, it was a pretty good TV show. Whereas for me, it was like... Eight, I can't even remember how long. Like it's eight, eight seasons, yeah, or nine years of tension to build up to that, yeah, and then that's why it's so soul crushing. But yeah. for you, I think it would just be a nice little romp, and then just ah, uh, maybe it wasn't as great, but it was still okay. I think you're gonna yeah, enjoy. Yeah, I mean, it. at the minute, I'm I'm really loving yeah. it, and it's it's. I mean, this is okay. I'm gonna spoil the first season of Game of Thrones. Um, at the minute, I really love. Uh, Ned Stark. Oh, what's his name? Sean Bean. Sean Bean. I know that he gets beheaded. I'm presuming, and don't tell me if this is exact, but I'm presuming at the end of season one. Um, so it's weird watching it knowing, because they make him incredibly likable. He's yes. like the most likable character. Yeah, well, he's like the main character. Yeah, for the first but season. I know they're clearly just doing that because they're then going to kill him off. Yeah. Like, Well, that's also how it was in the book. That's yeah, the but you didn't reason. know he... You know, you didn't no. go into the. It doesn't. The book isn't called Game of Thrones. One <laughs> Ned Stark dies. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but no, it's great. I mean, I. I uh, it's weird saying it's great because everyone forever said it's incredible. Yeah. The um, emotional bit. I'll tell you because I also knew the the poor tragic ending of Nedric Stark. <laughs> it's not his name. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, but even when you're watching it, it still has impact because you still like them as a character. And you're like, yeah. oh no, I don't want this to happen. Well, please. that's, I'm trying, it's weird. I'm watching it trying to not forget the spoilers, but kind of make them almost part of the experience because yeah. I know he dies. I have no idea the context of how he dies. No. I don't know idea why he dies, which is the same thing. I'm going to um, say nothing to no, you. No, I'd rather you didn't. Just, also, just for the rest of this podcast, I'm done talking. That's I'm gonna great. This is what I've always wanted. <laughs> um, it's your time to shine. I know I said I had three mini topics. And we were about Did to get on to the third. Oh, you have I'm going to bust out a little another one. Okay. Because you saying about watching a show um, in a different way where you're not waiting for the ending and so it's more impactful. Mm. I recently finished re-watching Breaking Bad um, with my nameless girlfriend. Um, and <laughs> she absolutely hates me not saying her name and I'm just going to keep doing it to wind her up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we finished watching Breaking Bad again. And for me, it was like the third or fourth time. And for her, it was the first. And it was really interesting because I love the whole thing because I know how it ends. Whereas she, for literally the first three seasons, she pretty much hated. Um, and then season four, when I won't fully spoil it, even though I just spoil Game of Thrones because it's quite good. But uh, yeah, no, she, she got on board with season four, especially yeah. the end of season four. It's quite dramatic. And literally the final, like what's called the final season, because the, the season five, as you know, and other people yeah, might, kind of was like, on it was eight episodes. And then there was like a mid-series break. And then there was the final eight, which if you buy it on DVD now, I think is called like the final episodes. Yeah. At that point, she absolutely loved it. And like, we, we binged the whole thing in like one day. Um, but it was weird rewatching it because as soon as we finished it, she was like I was, where it's like, oh my God, I love Breaking Bad. And I was like, yeah, but do you see why now like we started it and we had to carry on watching it because it gets that good? Yeah. Because I know you said with um, your nameless girlfriend, we, <laughs> we, you said that she, she didn't get on board with it at all, no, really, did she, she? She doesn't really like the subject matter. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, it's heavy. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's heavy. heavy. It's dark. 
it's I I fucking love it. Um, I I think if she was to give it a chance, she would really grow to like like the characters and like the story arc that Walter White goes through to mm. being like a kind of likable dude to an absolute piece of shit. Um, which that that's not a spoiler. That's just no. It's yeah. It's it's the theme that's of the just show. General aging. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do feel more scummy as I get older. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are great, and then oh, as you get older, careful. Oh. <laughs> 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 that nearly became a. I'm hearing those <laughs> sirens again. Um, yeah. No. I I think watching Breaking Bad again, and I will probably not feel this in a week once it kind of simmers down a bit. I don't know. It's. I don't know if it's, it's tricky to say it's the best thing I've ever seen because I've seen so many good things. I'm a man of culture. You are a man this. of culture. But I think in terms of an overall narrative arc of a TV show and especially the ending, it's probably the best arc, slow burn kind of thing I've ever seen. Because it is just like, it starts, because especially rewatching it is interesting. Yeah. Because from episode one, you can tell not exactly where it's going to go, but you can tell that Walt isn't this like lovable, you know, yeah, teacher gone a you, bit rogue. Like he, he has is, those little moments. Yeah, those he's like a manipulative, moments. awful person from the beginning. Yeah. But you don't know that until you've watched the whole thing and you can kind of recognize it. Um, but I love it. I think it's incredible. Yeah. I think everyone should go back to Breaking Bad. I, it's annoying me because I've, I've had this argument with many people in my life many times. They're like, Breaking Bad is the best TV show of all time. And I'm like, it's not. But also... The <laughs> uh, community is... No, You're that's the thing. I can't... I can't think of something that does what Breaking Bad does, but better. Mm. Like, it's the well, kind of... Well, you can of, say it's the best, like, yeah. at what it does. Like, it's, it's not necessarily got to be the best thing ever made. I know, for me personally, it's not the best TV show ever made, but I don't know what is the best TV show ever yeah. made. That's the kind I of... The best of something is always hard to quantify yeah, well, because, because for me the best needs to be it has to be enjoyed by nearly everybody on the planet. I don't know if I'd agree with that. I think the best is well, much yeah, more subjective. It has to be, it has to be watched. But yeah, if but it's best, the best is never going to be an objective time. thing because uh, media isn't. I think best changed like for me the best TV show I've seen is usually the most recent thing I've watched. Yeah, like I finished watching BoJack Horseman and it was the best thing I've ever seen. I watched season one of The Boys and I'm like. This is this the best is thing I've ever seen. Um, speaking also quickly, I'll, I'll have a mini topic. Speaking of the best things I've ever seen. Well, I have a mini one after this. So mine's minier than yours is. Uh, graphic novels obviously are oh, pretty fuck. great. I've got many mini topics. I've got <laughs> oh, another shit. one. You've There's reminded the can of me. Worms. Here we go. Uh, yeah, graphic novels what you been are reading? pretty great. No, I haven't been reading anything. You've tr- I don't use these eyes for words. I use them for screens. What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yes, as opposed yeah. to talking through your eyes. I I was made to read, not to lead. In oh, the words of fun little Simpsons yeah. movie reference. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, graphic, graphic novels. novels. Uh, I've realised phenomenal, and I think I love even more the adaptions. I think recently the best media that I've seen has been adaptations of graphic novels. So you've right. got like The Boys, which oh, yeah. is we love The Boys, pretty incredible. And then I kind of, as I said to you, I watched Rocket Man, and then that got me on a. I can't remember his name. I always call him Tegan Egerton. I think Taron it's Taron Egerton. Egerton. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, I I was on a spree of him, so I was like, I'll just fucking rewatch Kingsman. Yeah. And I realized Kingsman's great. Both of those movies. Oh. I do <laughs> like the second one. I realized the fir- whole first action set piece I hated because Is I'm that like the one in the taxi. Yeah, I was like, this just looks fake as shit. Yeah, even it's, for it's a, very like, um, CGI heavy. But some of some of the interactions with the characters is is pretty good. I like <sighs> how they built the world up a little yeah. bit more. I'm I, excited to uh, see the King's Man. I look forward to the King's Man. Yeah, that's the the prequel. Yeah. It's like World War One ish, isn't it? But yeah. um. I actually, speaking of graphic novels, mm. today, I forgot I was meant to speak about it on this podcast that we record now. Um, I finished reading Watchmen, the graphic novel, and this is not a hot take. It is absolutely incredible. Like, I've have you watched the film, the Zack Snyder film? I have seen the film. I can't right. remember no, a I lot, don't but remember the very well. highlight, I know there's Naked Blue Man. There is a naked blue man. You see his wiener in the comic. <laughs> you see his wiener in the movie. You do see his wiener in the movie. Yeah. Um, no, the, movie. The, the comic is, um, it's really fucking good. Like, I read it because I was interested in watching, because you know there was the new TV show that came out. Yeah. Um, and I was I wanted to check that out, but I thought I wanted to get a bit of um, context, I guess. And I'd seen the movie, but a long, like you, a long time ago. I don't really remember it. Um, so I read the, the graphic novel, and it's so like well paced. I mean, it's only I think the whole thing when it originally came out it was probably like twelve issues because I think there's twelve chapters in the book. Because now, yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know about you, but like as someone just getting into graphic novels, they're I just want to. They're expensive, well. and I just want to buy the book, yeah. like the the you, kind I of. I don't want to get like seventeen mini issues. No, exactly. All built up in um, the corner. But no, so Watchmen, the book I the book I've got at least is like the twelve chapters, and it's really well paced. Um, and I don't really have much more to say about it because I feel like everyone's already spoken about Watchmen loads. But I think if you want to get into graphic novels, it's a really good place to start yeah. because it is very unlike, you know, if you want to read like Marvel or DC, there's a lot of history to that. There's a lot of context around that. Um, Watchmen is that whole standalone. You Watchmen, can, yeah, it literally out. is just Done. it's one graphic novel. I think yeah. now there has been a, a series called something like um, uh, I think it's called Watchmen Doomsday Clock, which came out last year, which yeah. is like its own new thing. There, wasn't there also a DC tie-in to yeah, Watchmen? Yeah, I think there was something about um, Dr. Manhattan created the DC universe, of, it, whatever. Yeah. But Watchmen itself, you can read as its own like individual thing. Um, and it's really good. And now I think I'm on a bit of a Watchmen binge. I'm probably going to rewatch because I heard, I've seen the film, the Zack Snyder film, but I, I've heard that the... Um, the director's cut is like the best version to watch by far. Yeah. I don't know why, so I'll check it out. And then I want to watch the new TV show because I haven't seen it, but people have been raving about it a lot. Yeah. Have you, you haven't watched it, have you? No, no, I haven't. But to answer now the age-old question of who watches The Watchmen, uh, you watch The Watchmen. I watch The Watchmen. I read The Watchmen. Yeah. I love The Watchmen. Uh, <laughs> keeping on the graphic novel hype and TV show hype. Oh, here we go. Uh, the last little graphic novel, little little tidbit I've been doing. Tidbit. Uh, Umbrella Academy season oh, okay. 2 just came out yeah it doesn't mean much to me I haven't watched the first one but. fucking fantastic you watched all of it in like fucking a day marvelous. didn't you yeah I, it's the kind of show that I just I need to keep consuming yeah um, I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> you have <laughs> a lot of free time <laughs> yeah probably yeah um, but no it is Netflix are they're hitting out of the park they are with like it's, original that's, stuff I mean it's it's a a double sided coin um, which all coins are, because I... Um, <laughs> I only spend money with single-sided coins. I don't know what 
to do about that. <laughs> um, but the problem with TV shows is oh, that there's, there's too many good ones. <laughs> like, there's so much yeah. incredible media at the minute. Yeah. Like, Watchmen just kind of passed me by, and I'd heard nothing but incredible things about it. But I'm like, I'm what I can't remember what I was watching at the time. But it's just there's so much going on. It's that thing where like you get so many recommendations, like, oh, this is yeah. good. This is good, and it's like. I know it's. I know whatever I turn on, I'll enjoy. But also, I can't. It's, it's too good. Media is saturated too much. I yeah. want some really shit movies <laughs> to come out. I want some bottom of the barrel, the worst things I've ever seen, yeah. clawing my eyes out. Um, the last, if you don't mind, I'll get on to the last mini topic, and then I'll get on to the major topic. We've you probably been going. I can't see how long we've been going no, for you now. Can't. We've been going on for a long time. Um, mini topic quickly is I was gonna I was curious if this is something you do because essentially so we've we, let's say we've had a drinking night we've had a fun time you go home um, you know obviously don't drive like when we're in London yeah. let's say when we both lived in the university time okay um, do you when you're shit faced <laughs> and you get home put on weird media and just kind of binge it or do you like say I don't, it's hard to kind of i know normally you just pass out or whatever yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very rare thing but basically this is a long way of me saying that i bought and watched the entirety of a talking heads concert I don't, I can't remember when it was. I think it was, we met up semi-recently and I got, <laughs> I bet you weren't expecting that. I, um, I, 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 I can't even fucking talk now. Um, I'm crying. So it was after we met up semi-recently. You'll know what I'm on about when we were at our, yeah. our buddies. Yeah. And, um, and I, I got home and I was, off my face i was absolutely shit faced yeah you said that made you like not like what last episode you had to have diet coke because you just didn't want to touch alcohol yeah that was the night where i was like i'll ease off a little bit and tonight i'll probably fuck that up yeah let's let's go crazy um, yeah so i got home about 1am i think and i'd heard i think my drunken brain was like i'd heard that the, I don't know if you've heard of it. You, you know who the Talking Heads are. I, I'm, I'm, they're, they're a band. I'm aware. They released a um, a live recording of one of their shows in, I think it's let's say the 80s, called Stop Making Sense. Does this yeah. sound familiar to you? Have you heard of this? Uh, I have not, no. Are we okay? You're looking at the computer. No, I, yeah, I was, I was tr- quickly trying to mute something so we didn't just okay. get a sudden burst <laughs> of sound in the recording. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I bought it on Amazon Prime and decided I wanted to watch this. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And I passed out about 20 minutes before the end and woke up at 7am. That's another story. Um, <laughs> the main question is, is this something unique to me or do you do this where sometimes you'll get really drunk and rather than go to bed... Like, because I've done it. Okay, I did it with Talking Heads. I think you know that um, that show on Netflix called like Big Mouth, the animated thing. Yeah. I watched the entire season of that and forgot. I don't remember what happened because I was incredibly. <laughs> but now drunk. you can say you've watched Big I've Mouth. I've watched it yeah. while I was blackout <laughs> drunk. Like, is this something you do at all? Yeah, I. I mean, I tend to buy weird shit a lot when i'm drunk back in the uni days, it was rampant. I feel like you I'll, bought like a ball pit. Didn't I you, at no, one I point? I built like a sort of king-sized paddling pool it wasn't like your yeah, filthy casual king-sized paddling small pool, paddling pool right. it was like it was like an olympic size the, the big kahuna <laughs> right. of paddling pools yeah. just 
and this was in like a tiny London house. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I end up having that, yeah. to give it away. Right. But um, yeah, no, I just do. I'm trying to think of like the weirdest fucking shit I've watched. It's just a real curse. After- like I, I just because I, now I've got to the point where I don't mind renting things on Amazon if they're not available to stream. Yeah. But Drunk Me's like Would rent the Talking Heads anything. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, honestly. It was really good. Like, I'm glad I did it, but it's fucking weird. Yeah, like, I just, I tend to go down to like the weird parts of YouTube. Right. Well, Auntie Donna. <laughs> Pretty like much. That. Auntie Donna is one thing that we'll always watch. We do love Auntie Donna. If you don't know what Auntie Donna is, go on YouTube, type in Auntie Donna and just watch yeah. any of their videos. Type You'll in Auntie time. Donna, Bows of the Boys. Oh, they've got babies of the boys. Yeah. That's not where we got this name, but it could have been. Um, what's some? Hang on. What's some other good Auntie Donna recommendations? Good Auntie Donna. Uh, there's uh, the cocaine. Cocaine. Is a good one. The office one. Um, there's everything's a drum. Is everything's my, a drum. Is, is my good. personal favorite. Um, I like any of the 1999 office ones. So like uh, two t- uh, two ties, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, uh, the long arm guy. What's that? Um, Touchy Tim. Yeah. Bigger than Bill. Bigger uh, Man Beast. Yeah. Uh, they're all pretty good. But yeah, Auntie basically, Donna's just great. stop listening to this right at this moment. Watch the Mighty Donna. If you've made it this far, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what's like. This has really stumped me because I'm like, what I'm sure I've things. done it. I'm sure I'm a. Yeah, cool but that's kid. the problem is you can't remember most. I of them. I just tend to do like weird shit. Like I remember the there was one night at uni where me and you got absolutely shit faced, and this is when we went to go see my bandmates, right. and then we'd just seen Train Spotting two. Right. So for a good portion of the, I'm going to say from like midnight until four in the morning, every sentence we started, <laughs> we're doing like the choose life, choose getting blitzed off your face yeah. from four in the morning. Yeah. It was, it was just that for four hours. And I, I don't know. I don't know what well, the I end think, result was. Uh, I think at some point we just went, okay, that was enough for yeah, me. I'm going home. I think the only benefit of that is that everyone who was present was into it because if you weren't, you would be furious yeah. by the end. But also, we were, because how the halls were distributed, we were definitely, like, in the middle of, like, m- thousands of people trying yeah. to sleep, just, just screaming, screaming train, train spotting spot, yeah. stuff oh, into that, the sky. That was a fun time. I yeah. miss uni. That was a fun time. That's great. Um, right. This is it. The big final topic. The, the big, Are you ready? I've already used the joke of the big kahuna. You can the, try someone else. Fall Guys. Fall Guys? Oh, you stole it, damn it. Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout um, is a brand new game. When we when this episode comes out, it would have only been out for, I think, like a week. Um, and you could have only played it for two days. You could have only played <laughs> it for two days. That's a big point is that, so it came out and I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like it's great, but also it was too not, popular. It was very popular. It, um, I actually had a stat. I've done research for the podcast. Fucking hell. Um, I think the day it came out, and this might not sound like a lot for people who don't know games, 1.5 million people were trying to play at the same time, which is a fair old number that's, for a like for small a brand new indie. IP. Yeah, yeah. Um, but basically, Fall Guys is what did you say? It's like a Takeshi's Castle total wipeout. Yeah, like you play you're... as little bean boys. You play as little bean <sighs> I men. Love I love them. Boy. They run yeah. very funnily. They're you said that earlier. Cheap. We had a little game beforehand, yeah. um, and the the general gist of the game is what like you. Uh, there's there's around four rounds. It's like a TV show format, 
and you have to qualify by getting to the end of the course or being on the winning team. And each round, people are knocked out until there's like 10 people left. And then if you ever watch Takeshi's Castle, which anyone with culture has, um, you remember at the end of that, there's like the the thing where you're all in carts and you have to break people's paper circles and no one ever won it. Um, But Fall Guys has like three different games, which are the deciding thing. Do you like Fall Guys, Tom? I like Fall Guys. I tried very hard to play it before we did the podcast because I knew you were going to talk about it because I, I, caught, I caught you out uh, you did. two you days ago. You did, me, yeah. Again, like Game of Thrones, <laughs> you messaged me being like, I see you're playing Fall Guys. I'm, I'm like, too Fuck. aware. <laughs> Whenever you're just alone in your I private moments, <laughs> I'm just peeking over your shoulder going, oh, what are you doing? I'm very concerned. Yeah. Um, no, I, steal my I've been trying to play it for two days and have not been able to play it yeah, because of the, the servers. The servers were very broken. We played a couple of games before we jumped on here. Mm. Just to get just a little bit pre-bevy time. Just Me and you got time. to hang out. We, we don't cords. hang out much anymore. We don't. This is going from podcast to like a real plea for help. Yeah, Kieran, we... Stop let's doing this. <laughs> Talk about fun things. We need to things. hang out more. Uh, no, it's... You're an really associate and a colleague. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you are. We had a great fun time. It's, we did. Uh... It's simple. That's what I like. It's very simple. And I, think I like that's the real how, because the, the entire reason of its being is kind of that Battle Royale Fortnite mentality. Because obviously Fortnite is like the biggest fucking thing yeah. on the planet right now. Yeah. It's a battle. Yeah, it's a yeah. battle royale. If that is the way that battle royales are going and that's the level of creativity people are now taking steps to make, I'm very excited to see yeah. how that sort of multiplayer battle royale format happens because I think this is a great fucking strive in that yeah. way no and it's definitely. just it can stand alone you can jump on it play it for an hour and then go that was my little bit of fun go away and then come back in two weeks and it'll just be the same amount of fun yeah i think the so kind of real bullet points of what the actual game is uh, as i said it's like takeshi's castle kind of thing there are i believe 24 different levels yeah um they vary far from standard like assault course things where you've got to dodge obstacles and get to the end to um there's one which is like a memory thing where you've got to stand on the right platform to remember. It's like a, what do you call it? Like a, a matching sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but no, it's really fun. Like I think, as you said, like I, uh, the biggest battle royale at the moment, aside from Fortnite, is Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the, the Warzone thing. Yeah. Which is fun, but if you're not into FPS games, it's, it's worthless. Whereas like... Uh, because I think the biggest kind of benefit to Fall Guys and probably also <laughs> the reason that the servers are fucked is because it's on PlayStation Plus, so it's free yeah. for everyone. I, before we go any further, I will preface this with, at the moment, like on Steam and stuff, mm. it's 16 quid. It is, And yeah. I don't think it's worth 16 quid. It's quite a... It's bare bones know. at the moment. It's, I think yeah. because they are going to add stuff, obviously, eventually, and down the line, it'll become more and more and more complex with more and more games. Yeah. But as it stands at the moment, I don't think it is worth 16 quid. I think get it while it's on PlayStation Plus. That's how it should be. It should be a free-to-play yeah. game. It's the perfect PlayStation Plus game, though, because it's exactly like something like Rocket League, where, as you said, like it's so simple. Yeah. I think the control scheme, you move the left stick to move, you press X to jump, square to dive, and if you want, and this is quite rare, you press R2 to grab things. Yeah. And that is all you need. And like anyone who even doesn't play games can pick that up really quickly. And that is why it's got this insanely popular um, burst at the minute. Yeah. Is because it is just so accessible. And it's it's really fun. Like it is real and I think one of the real benefits to it 
is not only is it really simple, but if you get knocked out, you get straight back into another game. And even it's if you qualify... The quickest thing yeah, I've seen. Even if you qualify, all four rounds will last you like 10 minutes, if that. Like, it's so straightforward. Yeah. Um, like we probably I, I really went like through, matches-wise, before we, we played went like on. Four, we were think, playing yeah. for like maybe 20 minutes, and yeah, we went through four yeah. of them. It's Just great. It's, it's, it's such so a easy. great... You're, um, you're always playing. You're never really waiting. No, nah, it's really... I mean, you're not now. Like, the servers were yeah. totally fucked they're, beforehand. They're but, um, yeah, so I think, if you don't mind me saying, Tom, that brings us to the end of the first, technically live, Bevies with the Boys. Hey, we <laughs> did it. It's been a wonderful time. We rambled on for 55 minutes oh, and 50 I'm happy seconds. With that. I thought it was like two hours. It's it's very dark outside. I do now. have that kind of <laughs> Stockholm effect on people. Where, like, I've been <laughs> right. here for too long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to take my nipples and sew yeah. them onto a jacket. Um, That's a cool back. But yeah, so here we are, the end of the episode, as always, and this is the important bit. Um, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. I know you're thinking, oh, everyone always says, fuck them, follow me. The thing is, we put out exclusive little content yeah, on those platforms. We put out a trailer recently, which Tom very kindly edited. Let's not say we. Let's say you. Well, you edited it. I did all the rest of the work. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you do all the social media we content. Do all the, the we do fun stories. Yeah. We do fun... I don't know. I'll do a questionnaire. Let me know what you want yeah. me to do. I'll fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, actually... I think we should start telling people to engage with us. So here we go. I want to know, as Tom said about the whole movie thing, the whole, will you watch films at home? We watch them in the cinema. Message us on Facebook or on Instagram. What do you think about that? Is that something you'll be interested in? Do you want to watch things at home? Do you, are you like an exclusive cinema person? Because I, as you said, I love the cinema. Like yeah. that is for me a massive part of my are week. Are you hashtag team Kieran? <laughs> hashtag team Tom. If you want to distill it to that, it's probably quite effective. Yeah. Um, so there you go. That is the end of maybe the most wonderful episode there ever will I'm be. I'm getting very close to singing Ave Maria. Just I to thought I was going to sing Talking Heads earlier, and I didn't. So don't. <laughs> you held it back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the end of the Bevies of the Boys. Okay. Goodbye. I need to... There's advice bit. Oh, I normally do every week. <laughs> I didn't know whether you were still doing it. Yeah, I'll do I'm it. looking you in the eyes, and you weren't yeah. implying. No, no, I have things to say. That's, that's all right. No, uh, go on. No, Throw some advice at me. I didn't have it, and now I do have it. Of just, all right, do I'm it. Actually, I'm gonna butter you up. You're gonna you butter me, motherfucker. Butter me, boy. Uh, I'm the butter boy. My advice. I am this butter week, boy. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's difficult at this time of your life because mm. obviously pandemic is going on. That whole little but thing. But if you can do it in a socially distant and safe way. Spend time with your friends. It's there's a reason they're your friends. To hang out with them, engage with them, ask how they're doing. I've always wanted to see you do that high pitch stuttering in person, and now I have. You get really to see like made the, up for me. the awkwardness in my throat just goes. Oh. It was wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. Now we can say goodbye. So I'm allowed to say goodbye now. You'll permit that. I'll say it first. Okay. Toodaloo. Goodbye. <laughs>